Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus, one of the sponsors of this show. What's Disney Plus? Well, it's a new streaming service from Disney that includes brands like Pixar, Marvel, National Geographic, and many others. Make sure you check out some of the amazing lineup of shows from Disney Plus, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, The Mandalorian, and one of my personal favorites, WandaVision. So make sure you tune in and check out Disney Plus and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Hayes. We've got a great show planned for you guys this week. We'll be talking about the why wait mindset in the main discussion topic. But before we get into that, during my End of Mind of Hayes segment, we're going to be talking about building and branding. The double Bs. For the first half of that, it'll be me solo. And then we're going to bring in uh, Brooke from Be Current Design to continue the conversation. Um, but before we do any of that, before we jump into my mind, I want to make sure that I um, send out prayers to the family of DMX. We lost a legend um, this week and it's it sucks. Let's just be 100 percent honest. Like and for me, I always said the DMX is one of the first people in men that I in my life saw cry publicly. And I think sometimes we take that for granted. Um, let me not say that. Let me not say that we let me not speak for everyone. But I think for a part of my life personally is that I took the openness that DMX shared emotionally and the darkness that he shared for granted and didn't really think about like in some of the ways that it helped me just just seeing that um, someone that like we we saw battle his demons. And, um, you know, we talked about and make sure you tune into the breaks radio this week where I'm sure we're going to get into it even heavier and deeper there. But I wanted to definitely start out the show just saying that and you know we just saw him do the verses not too long ago with snoop dogg one of the better verses and like to see somebody like dmx who's dealt with darkness like dancing and just having fun and like the time he was offering everyone candy like it's just a great memory and i'm glad that we were able not only to get the music but we knew got to know the man of earl simmons and so like it, it's it, it powerful just an amazing a legend no one can take uh, that away from him. Like I said, we'll probably be digging a little bit deeper into just that and his life and legacy on the Breaks Radio this week. But I wanted to start off this podcast talking about that. Um, so just rest in peace to a legend um, and prayers out to his family. And so with that being said, we're going to go ahead. We're going to try to pick the energy back up. We're going to get into our intro music. And then the other side of that, we're going to jump into my mind in the In the Mind of Hayes segment. I'll see you guys there. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. So one of the conversations that is always had in, in the in the creative space is like building um, branding and like what all goes into that? What does it mean? What's really building? And like one of the things that happens a lot in this creative space is the whole listen for listen, share for share, what whatever it is. Right. And while that has a place, especially with people that you're actually connecting with, that's not always building we'll talk about the branding piece later with a person who specializes in branding and that i i I can't always speak to they help me with my branding but as far as the building aspect of it in this creative space 
it's easy to think of you listen to mine. I listen to yours. We'll see it in the Facebook groups. Uh, if you're in a podcast and Facebook group, you see it all the time. Even if you're on Twitter, you see the tag, the tons of tagging. Uh, we call it social nagging, not social tagging, because when you just tag a bunch of people who already follow you, it's that's not building. And I think often because of that quick gratification and that feeling like you get that quick, oh, they retweeted or oh, they'll tag it and like that. We forget about how do we actually build our brands. And so one of the things that I want to take this time out to point out is that the difference between doing things like tagging a bunch of people or spamming out your links and DMs. Um, even email lists. Email lists are great because people usually have to provide you that email, which means that they're opting into it. They can opt out of it anytime. Um, but even outside of that, one of the biggest things about actually building this creative space, building your brand, building your name, whatever it is, is the consistency in the work always comes first. I'm not going to dive into that. I have whole episodes on that. But I think the build the, the the building aspect specifically. And this is why numbers matter, but I think it matters differently than how a lot of people focus on the numbers. A lot of people focus on the download numbers. And while that uh, the download numbers are a reflection of how you process the other numbers, in my opinion. So what I'm saying in this is that if you track your actual analytics, meaning if you track where your links are going to, what's your click through rate, what's your demograph, the download numbers become a reaction or, or a product of that, I should say. So don't just focus on the download numbers. That's not building. The retweets aren't necessarily building. And we'll get into the social media aspect of it here in a second. One of the biggest things that I want to point out is like if, when, if we're talking about numbers, the download numbers are a result. That's not what you should solely be focused on, how you build and how you promote and wherever else. Look at, and this is what, for example, one of the tools that I use is Link, um, it's Bitly, not Linktree, it's Bitly. Every link that you ever see me post, whether it's a link to the to my Linktree, whether it's a link to the specific episode, whether it's a link to the YouTube, it all is a... I filter it in through Bitly. What Bitly does is that it creates a shortened link, which also helps with social media because we have those character limitations. But outside of that, um, it literally tracks the click-through rate and from every different website. So I can take one link created with Bitly. I can post that on Facebook. I can post that on Twitter. I can post that on in my Instagram profile. I can post that on, on in, in my YouTube description. I can post it anywhere. And what that does is that it tells you on each one of those platforms how many links you're getting through that. And then depending on if they have to log in on that platform for so for, so for example, like with Facebook, usually people have to fill out their profile. They fill out male, woman, it breaks all that stuff down. And then you can know and you can look at how things are tracking for you overall. Um, you can see, OK, more men than women are clicking on my link. So does that now take it to how you promote the next time? Are you going to are you going to try to promote so you can get that? get more women interaction from women or more male interaction? Are you going to double down and say, well, our largest demograph seems to be your people who are interested in us or are men. So let's, let's, let's focus on really marketing to men since that's what it seems our base is. And then if we want to grow outside of that core base, we can try to market differently towards women. Or you can also see what's working better on each social media platform. So while you attach that link to every social media, for example, for me, I market different on every platform. For example, with Twitter, Yes, I post my video there. I post the description, but I also like to do a poll when I can. I like to also, uh, if it's a question or something that can cause conversation, I like to push that into the Twitter conversation some because Twitter is an open space for open conversation. People retweet. People who don't even follow you may not even be interested in the podcast can see that. And then that generates and gets your name and your content out there more on those platforms. For example, with Facebook, Facebook groups are huge. And that same video content may need to be tweaked some for Facebook. With Instagram, 
Instagram is something that, and I hate that my original Instagram page, because I had almost 2,000 followers on the original Awaken Soul Instagram page before they fucking dumb shit. Um, but Instagram, I I, I market a little bit differently there. For me, it's, it's again, some of the polls and the stories, but also... Um, how you use IGTV and reels versus how you just do regular videos. It's, it's, I haven't, I haven't quite, uh, cracked TikTok yet. Uh, so that's something I'm not working on, but the purpose is that you can see what's more successful as far as engagement. That's actually building other than just posting your links and sending it to a bunch of people because you, you may not know. And again, outside of just posting just the link to your episode, you get that and you can see how many people, even if you do decide to do the spam through the DM thing, if you have that bitly link, that lets you know how successful you actually are in doing that. If you know you have 100 followers and you DM basically all 100 followers that link and you see, okay, out of that, only 25 people are clicking it, then that's not a good marketing tool for you. Now, as far as the code building with other podcasters, this is this is my thing. And I know a lot of people don't don't like it when this is said. Um, Sending your link or tagging a bunch of other creatives in it just because they follow you is more annoying than it's ever going to be true building your brand or your product because at the end of the day we get spam and bombarded with so many links that it really doesn't go far when you connect and actually build with people who fuck with your content that is the first thing that you want to do if you find another creative who listens to your podcast who listens to your episodes and then you engage in the conversation publicly with them on one of those social media platforms you start creating that aura and the thing is that people hate humans hate feeling like they're left out or they're missing on something. So they see you having this great conversation, like, wow, that seems interesting. Let me go listen to this podcast and 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 then jump in this conversation because or they may even jump in it because of something that, that you're talking about or the conversation that spurns off from your podcast is something that they're educated on or they watch too or whatever else. They may jump in and then afterwards say, well, let me, let me go, let me go check this out. They're talking about some stuff I like. But when you do the blind retweet, just retweet, retweet, the engagement on those are always going to be less. And thus, you're not actually building. You're connecting to a degree. And then we can even at some point break down how many actual connections are built down from that. But you're not actually building. And then that brings us to another thing is like collabing with people with similar, not similar content necessarily, but similar mindsets and what you want to do with podcasting. If you try to connect with somebody and that's, that's not, let me not say connect, building with the person, because if you try to build with somebody who just looks at this as a hobby and they really could care less if they get from five to 25 downloads while you're really trying to make this brand something that you can maybe at some point generate revenue off of, you have to realize that you're you're not aligned in your goals there. And that doesn't mean you can't connect with them. That doesn't mean you can't necessarily make great content with them. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can't build a friendship or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying realize that when you're actually trying to build, be intentional about those people that you're building with. That's what I have to say on the building aspect of it. We're going to talk about branding, but I'm going to bring in a special guest to talk about branding. So we have a first part of this in the Monahay segment. I was talking about building, actual building and how you, you you build and you connect rather than doing the social nagging and just sending your blowing up people's inboxes. But I wanted to talk the other B in this double B is branding. And so for that, I wanted to bring a branding specialist in the building. Her name actually also starts with a B as well. Brooke Hawkins is in the building. One of the best graphic designers that you will ever find somebody who's helped me on every anything that i have branding on her hands have touched it i tried to do some shit myself it was ugly she always helps me out what's going on miss brooke hello i'm glad to be here again <laughs> again yeah it's been it's been i looked it's, it's been like a year since the last time you were on the awakening so 
more like I think it was what episode 30 31 Jesus damn has it been, yeah. has it been that long yeah oh, wow. it's been very very long well you are you are big time now big time uh baller brook <laughs> is what we'll call you um <laughs> <laughs> relocated now in my city of Columbus, Ohio. Oh God! Told everyone. <laughs> it's supposed to be incognito. It's to not, be low. And, and no, but seriously, I think for me, like one of the things, and I know it's been hard. Like my schedule and it's all crazy. It's on me. It's not on you. But one of the things that I am happy about you being here now is the fact that as much as you've helped me, now I get to help you with yours. And the video. I have a concept in mind for like some stuff you do, but I know you you have other things you want me to work on. Um, and I really think between April and May, it, we're really going to do some serious work. And I and I, I, I honestly and I know I frustrate you because I'm, I'm busy. Admittedly, this is Hayes admitting some shit about himself. I let myself get caught up in some of the other stuff I have going on. But I really, really honestly, I can't wait to um, to be able to help you with your brand as you've helped me with mine. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'm excited. So, uh-huh. the the in this double B of the in the mind of Hay segment, um, we're talking about building and branding, and so branding is is extremely important. And I think sometimes as podcasters, we don't understand the importance of of branding. I know I didn't when I got into this podcast game. I literally just wanted to talk my shit. And so, like as I started growing and taking it more seriously as a business, and like my platform started growing. I I started, you know, looking more into branding, but it was really in conversations with you uh, that that it really can't all came together. So I just wanted to give some points, some tips, uh, whatever uh, with branding. And so, like, as you being a graphic designer on top of everything else and, and she's legit people, she's worked with everything between like companies, celebrities, athletes like Brooke has done just about everything. So I have a, a, a star, a fucking superstar on the podcast right now. Um, but what what are, what are some things that you've noticed in working with podcasters or, or creatives in general that that we typically miss when it comes to the importance of our branding? Um, first off, investing in your marketing or your branding, um, meaning making sure you're making sure you know who you are as a brand, making sure you're staying authentic to your mission and um, really looking the part. Um, because if you, for instance, we'll just go with you because it was. I mean, you're pretty easy um, <laughs> with yours. It was like, oh, um, this homemade CD cover that you got going on. That's that's not we. Yeah, you can do better. Part partly because I I um, after listening to it and, and listening to your uh, podcast and everything, I'm like, this is bigger than you know. We got to get more serious. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just really knowing your audience and knowing your vision and staying true to it and just looking the part and looking like you've invested in what you're doing. Um, so that, because like I, like I, uh, was in conversation with you, where do you want to take it? Where do you, is it just a hobby or do you really, are you really serious about it? So mm-hmm. if you're serious about it, let's, you know, you invest in what you're serious about. So, you know, you want to, you know, I consult 
<laughs> FYI. Um, but oh no, you don't just consult with me. You literally be like, nigga, no, this is not what we're doing. <laughs> because it's, I just, I'm just, I call, I coined myself designer for the culture because I just want our culture to look like we mean business and not look Absolutely. like, you know, Microsoft Word was your, you know, not, not, hey, no Microsoft Word, but you, I just want us to look, look the part, look like we're serious and, and to be taking, taken seriously. So definitely. And I think, I think, you know, for me, like I, when I started the Awakening, so I had no idea that it would go to where it has. And I had no really aspirations for it to go there initially. I think, uh, so for anyone hearing this, like it's okay if you start off as a hobbyist and then realize, oh no, I have yeah. something special here. And then you have to move, once you lock that in, move towards that full force. And I think uh, something that I that I have been blessed in doing is like my sound, my video, anything that I do has always been top notch. Um, and and thank, thankfully with working with you, my branding is also there. Like I can't, I can't say enough how much like, props and and notice i i always get on the awakened soul logo or like the breaks radio logo like the the new one like and it, it it does fill me with with pride when people see that and they're like look this is really dope and you know even outside of that like with branding it's not just like having a logo is one aspect of branding yeah. but then how are you going to incorporate that in your content how are you going to incorporate that like it's something that i've like really focused more on and probably in, honestly just the last eight months is like now when i post stuff to the awakened soul or i post stuff like to make sure that my branding is on it because for example with the breaks radio we had a bracket we did of like the top 50 mcs or whatever of, of all time and this bracket mm -hmm. we created and we posted and I didn't put the Breaks Media logo on it anywhere. And that bracket blew up. Like, I mean, like, it got to the point to where I was in a Facebook group that I didn't put it in. Somebody put it in that bracket. And I was like, fuck, I made that. Like, that's something we're doing <laughs> on my podcast. But I didn't attach the Breaks Radio branding to it at all. So, like, that blew up. And that could have been a huge opportunity for us to gain more. So now you have to think about stuff when you do this, especially in the social media age. Social media, things from social media are taken you know, screenshotted, cropped, yeah. other people posted, and then they post it as if it's theirs. You want to have your branding somewhere on it so that way, no matter where it goes and blows up at, that they, you know, and they may not notice it. Let's not act like they're going to notice it every time, but at least right. Right. it's there. So if they do see, hey, the Breaks Radio, what's that? Let me go Google that real quick, and they'll maybe find the podcast. So um, right. I'm sorry. I got a little long-winded on that. But what, what what's another tip that you have for, for the creative? Um, to piggyback off of what you said um you are your brand so wear your brand mm. um yeah where's your shirt at um so, okay here here's the thing with this and then i that i that i that i don't do like so uh -huh. no seriously all of 2020 a after the mm -hmm. pandemic I always wore a shirt from another podcast on my videos mm -hmm. that and that's i i that was conscious because yeah. In the videos that I create, my I always put my logo in the bottom right, spinning with the Breaks Media logo. So my branding's there, and I figure that is another opportunity to help somebody else with yeah. get their name out there. Um, so yeah, I don't wear my own merch on my podcast now. If I'm when I'm guest appearing, though, I always wear mm -hmm. one of my podcast merch. If I'm gonna guest appear on another podcast and they do video, uh, like I did Living Millennials live stream with them, I made sure that I wore. Can't remember which yeah. one of my podcast, but I I try to then because that's then the opportunity 
for for me to brand myself. So look, you're yeah. trying to get on me, man. <laughs> well, I'm just it's all about promoting and and you are your biggest um you are your biggest brand marketing piece, if you will. Um uh you asked another okay, you wear it. Mm-hmm. Um then you always I know in this day and age it's a little bit more tech heavy, but I still say a business card is still great. Mm -hmm. Something tangible for people to look at and touch. So a business card or, I mean, a QR code is dope too, but um, just something like, I know, I don't know if you, do you have bracelets or something that you can, um, something tangible for people to wear possibly. Um, And then of course, I would say have you a little squad or or I call them a team or whatever where they can re uh repost what you do. Um because that, you know, that's 10 people and so that that breeds possibly 10 more or however many more people but always get people promoting you uh, on a regular basis. That definitely helps. It's kind of like um I won't say common sense but kind of a you know, no brainer sometimes, but, um, yeah. And just always look for opportunities to plug yourself, whether it be in conversation or, um, you know, at a a business that you frequent, um, ask them if you can put little postcards or little, um, business cards at their business or, you know, shoot, if you're real bold, you can ask them, can I, you know, and I um, pro- promote your business, you know, while doing yeah. my uh, marketing for my, you know, it's a collaboration, I guess. Yeah, I'm, and, I, and I think that that was kind of the, the first part that I recorded before uh, without you as far as like w- with actual building is that, you know, we get caught up too much, I feel like. And I, I just want your opinion. I'm not going to re- repeat all of it, but like the listen for a listen or the, the like let me let me throw my let me send everyone who follows me whether they did it on the for the podcast or not let me dm them all the link to my newest episode with no interaction at all and i think sometimes like we forget we we don't consider i should say how to actually build a network we think of that immediate mm-hmm. thing of like a retweet or a repost or whatever else and we forget like there's it's called networking for for a reason a network is intertwined yeah. and so mm-hmm. you want to intertwine your interest with whatever you're trying whoever you're trying to partner with interest and see where they overlap and that's how you can actually build and that does go into branding as well too because once you when you start networking with other businesses or other creatives or whatever and you build that actual network that base people start seeing you by seeing them. And then that, that helps your branding as well. If you have something, if you guys are both have brands that, that collab and work together very often at that point, you start seeing them, seeing, seeing them as one in the same. So what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, I definitely, I I just want to say real quick, you want to be, um, you want to engage with your audience too and engage with the people that you're connecting with, like an authentic engagement. Like I've seriously, like on social media, if it's a musician or um, a painter or whoever um, that I think is really, really dope, um, I'll just like, just keep interacting with them 
and they will, you know, they'll, you know, obviously you tag them, but you, you build up that rapport. Not saying that you like trying to, you know, be an opportunist or whatever, but they do pay attention and, you know, it could take that one opportunity where they say, Hey, you know, I'm actually coming to your city. I noticed you, you know, posted or whatever. I noticed you do this or you're a podcaster or you're, you know, you do this or whatever, you know, they may reach out to you and that you be their point of contact. So it's like, just be authentic in your engagement and in your marketing and people gravitate towards that. So you never know where it can take you. So, so something that I said last week on my episode, uh, Creative Narcissism, and I mentioned how a critique on our work is not a critique on us as a person. And I'm, and I, think I the way that I worded it was sometimes we need to separate be able to separate the person that we are from the brand that we're we're building now even with me saying that part of us are is in our brand and it should be if it's authentic we 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 imprint upon our brand but how how what do you think about the separation between the person and the brand and how much of a separation it should be between those two things oh this is I think it's important to separate because it's what it's hard though. Cause people, I mean, I mean, you are your brand, especially <laughs> it's difficult, but I have to like personally, hmm, that's tough. I don't know. Cause you're always, you're always, it's always an opportunity, yeah. but we have to remember that we're human and we're like, we need to like shut it off sometimes because we have to, I think it contributes to more creativity that we can garner, I guess. Um, that's a good question. I've never really <laughs> asked that before. Yeah. Because me, I, it's hard for me to turn stuff off because I'm constantly, like, yeah. I've been doing this. Yeah, and that was me for the first two years. So we're, we're Waking Souls a little over three and a half years old at this point. It'll be four in August. Um, but... The first two years of the Awakening Soul, like once that clicked in that I want that this was something special and it could be something big. And as it started growing, I couldn't turn it off. Like there was literally times where I couldn't sleep because I had an idea and I had to either go record it or go write it down or whatever. So I wouldn't forget. But then year three, I've started to realize like there needs to be a separation because it started taking over so much of my life that there. I had to have, I have kids. I have to have some separation mm-hmm. so I can, so I can yeah. still put, separate my Hayes from Cordero. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so like that, it, it, and first for, you have to give yourself permission to do these things. And mm-hmm. the way, the way that I mean is that we'll often think about it in the sense of, well, I can't take off. I wanted to get here. Or we'll be so focused on how big we want to get or our goals that we, it, it makes us feel like we can never stop, but you have to give your permission mm-hmm yourself permission to take breaks because that's going to fuel you to come back. Like me taking yeah. hell, the first, however long I I went like a hundred straight weeks without missing the episode of the awakened soul. And then like over like the last three months, yeah. I think, I think yeah. I've taken, I've missed more weeks the last three months than I did the first two and a half years. But that's because I've given myself permission. Like I work on mm-hmm. so much that I have to take a step, step back sometimes, mm-hmm. but that fills me back up. So that way, when I get back in front of this, mic, you got me at my yeah. best. So you you have yeah. you have to be able to step away from the brand from time to time. Yeah, I mean, for instance, like my, <laughs> I'm just gonna be real transparent here. Um, 
my Facebook is more uh, is more conservative than my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you be my Instagram is what? So you be thirst <laughs> My Instagram is more because I'm an artist, so I just express myself more on that. Um, which kind of well. That's another topic for another day, I guess. But I noticed, like, when I don't po- when I post my work, it's like crickets. Where is everybody at? I guess I have to do a, a better. Uh, I have to market myself better <laughs> when I post my some of my work. I won't say all of it, but um, but then like on Facebook, it's more you know business and and you know branding and stuff like that. But yes, separating. As a as you love, what happened? Hello. I don't know. Your weak ass connection. I can hear you now. What were you saying? I said we have yes, we have to step away to recharge so that we can create and have more. You know, we can come back with fresh perspectives and fresh creativity. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um. So lastly, unless you have more, but like. The question I want to ask you back to creatives and understanding the importance of branding. Um, how important is it that from your from your your branding that they get an idea of what your product is? Because I can say for me, there have been several times, and again, this is this is consumer. This is not podcast haze. Because I don't know, I'm asking you. There's been times where, like, mm-hmm. from a podcast logo or even from their social media, I'll go in thinking that their podcast is going to be about one thing. And it's a completely different thing. So, like, and and I get it. Social media is a reflection of fun and everything. But how important is it that when people look at your brand, that they that they know what they're getting themselves into? Because at least the way that I think of it is that if I'm expecting one thing uh, from you by looking at your branding, looking at your logo, looking at your social media, and then I listen and get another. If I was if I was a potential somebody who wanted to advertise on you, that may have completely turned me off. Now, what do you, what do you think about that? Which is why it's important to have your business collateral match what you're doing collateral meaning logo um content all of that um because what you don't want to do is confuse anyone or turn them well turn them away because they're they're confused yeah um so it's important to like for like i'll just keep using you as an example um it was mainly uh, podcasting, like it wasn't video. So yeah. I concentrated on audio bars, uh, audio frequency bars. I love that. Whatever you call it. I love it. It's, it's so, it's so uh, iconic. It's I'm it's like, well. it's so like there's times where I can like literally just drop that uh, that frequency uh, part of the logo and people will know that it's that it's awakened soul and I love that. But go ahead. See, and that's that's the point. Like it matches what you do. It matches your Color scheme. I mean, everything matches, so they know. Okay, that's got to be a part of that, or he's gonna be talking. Um, yes, he talks. Uh, <laughs> Just not in real life. Just not in real life. Right, not in real life. He's in mute. Um, so yeah, it it just makes sense. It it it. Um, for instance, my brand is a B, obviously from my first name, but it's water within that B. Brook is a body of water, um, small, but uh, still water. And it makes sense. Like the name of my company is Be Current, like water. And to be current 
in your design and your look. So it just makes sense. There's double reads. It's yeah. appropriate. There's no confusion in what you're getting. So you just want to be clear in your message and in who your who your audience is and who your what your mission is. So. Well, there you have it. I think that is a perfect place to end. Uh, be clear on what your mission and your purpose is. Is that is that am I am I reading that back right? That, that. Yeah, be clear in your in your mission. Be clear in who you are, your mission, and your audience. Well, there you have it. Uh, make sure you guys, Brooke, go ahead and give them all your, your social media, your email, everything so they can hit you up. Okay. So my website is becurrentdesignco.com. It's under construction. <laughs> um, uh, and then my social media is um, it's Brooke Hawkins on Facebook and then be current underscore B U um, on Instagram and I'm on Twitter, but I'm not really on there that much, but it's at the black gold mine, B L A K gold mine. There you have it. Y'all make sure y'all go follow her. If you're a podcast and you're working on your brand, I can't see she is. If you like anything that I do, I can't, stress enough how big of a part that brooke has been on it brooke i want to thank you for your time i know i literally hit you up about this like a couple of hours ago so i appreciate you taking time <laughs> out your day uh look out for art me and brooke will be creating at some point in time whatever she i'm out the doghouse uh but <laughs> that's been it for this in the mind of segment huh <laughs> permanent record <laughs> that's been it for this in the mind of hey second we're gonna take a brief break on the other side of that we're gonna jump into the main discussion topic for this week i'll see you lovely and beautiful people there peace dun, 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 dun. So now we are in the main discussion topic for this week's episode. Shout out to Brooke for joining me for the building and branding uh, conversation earlier in the show. This is going to be a lot of informational content um, on this week's episode. But the thing that I want to talk about in the main discussion topic this week is the why wait mindset. And so you will find me uh, like and the reason why this kind of came to mind is that, for example, for me, and this is me. Letting you guys in on my life yet again. I open up so much sometimes on this podcast, but that's why I feel connected to you guys. Um, but the reason why this started getting is that uh, for a lot of you guys who follow me may know is that uh, the anniversary of my, uh, my he's technically my cousin, but he's more like my little brother. We were raised together. Uh, Terrence um, was was about a week ago at this point, um, a little over a week ago. And I, you know, again, this is for people who follow me on social media, you know that I, I make short films, I do photography, and I'm really planning to make that my full-time job. I'm building, I'm building, I'm building. And so, like, as I'm doing this and getting better at it and be, and doing great at it and getting booked for more weddings and jobs and X, Y, Z, like, I woke up 
on that anniversary and I'm thinking I really would just love to be able to do something that aligns more with my passions while I'm building my business and getting it to a place to where I can focus on my own business um, full time. And so I woke up and literally the thing on my mind was, well, why am I waiting? Why am I waiting for this to necessarily take off before I make steps in the direction to do it more professionally because it brings me happiness? Yeah, working for somebody isn't always going to be in my goal, but I can find something that aligns more with my passions. I've been working in finance for goddamn 10 years at this point, and I'm great at it. I'm amazing at it. It pays the bills. I make a lot of great money, but it's no longer where my heart is. It's no longer where my passion is. The money doesn't keep me happy with it anymore. So I woke up with the thought, well, why am I waiting? And I started applying for other jobs that align more for it and I got offered a few, um, some that I really have no experience in and probably not quite qualified for where I am now. But luckily, I got offered a couple of jobs and we'll be moving in that direction. I'll have more announcements with that soon. Um, but it aligns more with my passion of creating content, visual content. Like I said, photography, short form storytelling, more feature length film stuff. It aligns more with that. Um, so the why wait mindset developed in me because of that. And so I wanted to talk about, like, why do we wait? Why do we develop this this thing in our minds of, like, we wait for the perfect time to do things? And I've talked about that before. So often in, like, our community, the black community, we don't get started with things because we wait for this, this mythological perfect time of when it's going to align to us. And, and we don't always go after it. So I want to talk about the why wait mindset. Why are we waiting? So the first thing, just to, to talk about the positives of waiting, what are some of the, re the good reasons to wait for certain things before you make certain moves? The number one reason why you wait is that it allows you time for your priorities to be clear. It allows you that time to like, because we all have things that, that sound good, things that we may be good at, things that we may think in our head, like, you know what, I want to do this. But as if you do allow yourself time to wait and plan, that priority becomes clear. It allows you to, to prepare for that. Your priorities become clear. Number two on why, why the benefits of waiting is productive habits. You allow yourself to, to build up productive habits that align with that goal, align with whatever it is that you're waiting for at that time. If you jump head first into it, you may not allow you may not have that time to build those habits. And therefore, then it may not be successful. And then you're less likely to take more to take another chance of not waiting before. So waiting helps you develop productive habits. Number three, waiting allows you time to understand yourself. Right. And so often like that go mentally, that could go whatever else, but it allows you to, to give yourself more of an understanding of why. Why do you want to do this? Why is it something that you're passionate about? Is it something that you will stay passionate about? Because just because you're passionate about it now doesn't mean you will be later. And number four, it allows you to rest and regroup. Sometimes waiting is needed because you have, it allows you not to bring other baggage. It allows you to not come in tired. It allows you to get rid of some of the mindsets or weariness that have developed in over your life with other things. And you don't bring that into the new thing that you're doing. Sometimes we expect that when we start something new, that it's automatically going to bring this new rush of life into us. And that can very often be true. But if you allow yourself to wait, rest and regroup, you can make sure that you're going into it with the best mindset possible. Number five, patience. Patience is a virtue, right? That's the cliche, but it is true. And sometimes we aren't patient enough. And then when we rush head first into things, it becomes this negative uh, to us. And then we, we ruin an opportunity or a chance that could have been wholly positive, all because we didn't allow ourselves 
or we didn't develop that patience before we went into whatever it is that we want to do. So those are the reasons why waiting can be good for you. Now, let's talk about again, let's dive into why you shouldn't wait. One of the reasons why you shouldn't like wait for and when I say wait, I'm specifically saying wait, waiting for this magical, perfect time where everything is going to scream to you. Everything is going to be aligned to you. At the end of the day, you have to go after what you want. And sometimes you don't need to wait. You need to make it a priority. You need to make those opportunities for yourself. One of the things like always to link back to me just so you guys not to like boost myself, but to let you guys know that it's true. For example, for me. I didn't wait before I started hopping into this photography and thing. Like I had a full passion for it. I didn't sit there like one of the, my first major pur purchases after I learned how to edit video on that a little bit is I bought a cinema camera, expensive ass camera. Um, and so I didn't wait. I didn't. I didn't say, well, let me let me go into a mid level camera first. No, I knew at that point I wanted to do it. I dived into it, and then because of what I learned, like I was able to start making money right away. But the thing is, like, if I waited for a perfect time, like an example for my short film, like I I went into making that uh, and whatever else. But had I waited, had I sat around and waited for this perfect time or this thing that was going to pop up and say, no, you needed to. This is the now the time for you to start making film. I would have almost never got to it because of my responsibilities, me being a father, me being a creative, me having this full time job. It, there's so many things that could have said, well, let's wait till things even back out. Let's wait till this pandemic is over. Let's wait till X, Y, Z. But I didn't. I decided to go after. I decided to make it a mission to make my time align with that. And when you hear this thing, like when I say this, the why wait mindset, when you listen to some of your favorite entrepreneurs, and I know some of them will tell you, well, you do this and then you do like this whole process. But at the end of the day, they started their business because they had a passion for it. Or they started their business. And you don't always let, let me be clear. Sometimes doing something because you know that you're good at it and that it's going to make you money if that's what fulfills you absolutely fucking do it like i talk a lot of things about creativity because i can't create something that i'm not passionate about but to take that out of just the creative mindset the creative space if we're talking about generating revenue in a business you don't always every a lot of people who are passionate about stuff you think everyone like who owns a coffee shop or a company are super wholly passionate about coffee that they think about no they knew that they could execute and they they could put the, the pieces in place. But an entrepreneur mindset and success, you sometimes you can't wait to start, especially if you're in a business like a lot. Like I said, a lot of the times I'll talk about things from a creative space because I am a creative. But especially let's say you're somebody who has a unique idea and you and you and you wait. Right. The reason why the why wait mindset can help is because while you have a great idea, somebody else may come up with that same idea completely on their own and they're not going to wait for it they are going to immediately start calling contacting seeing how they can bring that idea that vision to fruition and then they're going to execute on it and i get it sometimes it's a financial liability sometimes especially in our community we don't have all the information that we need uh to know how to go about being entrepreneurs but ultimately that's that's part of the why waiting is to do your research you like so how many times have we all have that uncle that family member that think well i thought about that years ago years before i didn't know nothing about getting a pat a patent but they didn't have the resources that they that we have available now everything is at the at your fingertips as far as the informational standpoint nowadays so when we say why wait when we talk about that why wait mindset that's what we mean as well don't wait for the somebody to come along and to 
give all the information to you or to cut you a check. Sometimes you have to go about it yourself. Whether that means that you have to do your research, whether that means that you have to get a loan because you don't, you can't finance it out your pocket, whatever that is. So often, and like I said, in our community, we wait, we pause, we slow down, we do all these other things rather than jump in. And I get it. It's it's scary to jump in. It's scary to think, you know, well, what if I don't have a safety net? What, then where does that leave me? All valid reasons. But even while you're building that safety net, even when you there is I guarantee you there is something that you can do to help you prepare and start going down that path to that journey. So when we talk about why waiting, why waiting, it's time to start acting now. There's a reason why we have the intuition to do the things that we do. And the truth is, is that when we talk about why waiting, why the why wait mindset is that just to be blunt and be honest, the chances are you're never going to have enough money to do to do the entrepreneurship, the business that you want to do. There is a more of a chance that you will never have that than actually have it. So if you have an original idea, I know we hate debt in the black community. We don't think about credit. But at the end of the day, you will never have never have more time than what you than what you can make out of it. So when we talk about waiting, some sometimes waiting doesn't do anything but prolong the risk that we are going to face either way. Those risks that when we drive into our passion, when we dive into entrepreneurship, when we dive into something creative, when we dive into something that we think hasn't been done before, the, the risks that are associated with that business or act are going to be around regardless of if you wait or do it currently. Now, sometimes that doesn't, that sometimes that does change. That's why I talked about there are some benefits to waiting, but generally, especially if you're doing something new or what you feel is cutting edge, those same risks are always going to be, be around. So when you, if, you, if you're waiting to avoid risk, you're really not. You're just prolonging those same risks that, that are going to affect you. The only thing you're doing is just you're mentally putting that block in your head. So sometimes you need to take that negative thought and shift that mindset to something more positive. So instead of focusing on the risk, focus on the benefits because those risks are always going to be there one way or another, especially if you're doing something. So whether you wait for next week, whether you wait for next year, those risks very often don't change. And I know to say that in a pandemic area uh, time period is different because, for example, like me, if I, if I quit and went to do photography full time, there are a lot less jobs right now during the pandemic. But again, I'm talking about all things being even. And keep in mind, another reason to not wait is that we assume that by waiting every day, the next day is going to be a given. And it's not. You know, not to make this morbid or anything, but like, just look at it. Look at look at how many people we have lost in the last two years that had somebody told you they were going to be gone. So you'd be like, they're too young. They got tons of life left in, left in them. Look at Nipsey. Look at DMX. Look at Kobe. Before they passed away, we completely thought they had a lot more years to do more great things than what they had already done at that point. The next day is not always a given. That's just true. So when we talk about the, the benefits or the reasons why you should not wait is that, again, those risks are always going to be around. Secondly, experience. Sometimes in us waiting for the perfect situation, we rob ourselves of experiences, of growth, chances and opportunities for growth because we're sitting around. We're just waiting. We have this idea. We have this passion. We have this thought. We have this thing that we want to do but because we're sitting around waiting on that perfect time we're 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 ruined we're taking we're taking away experiences from ourselves that may ultimately make us not only better people but more equipped to do the things that we are trying to do 
Another thing of reasons of why, why not to wait is the opportunities versus distractions conversation. A lot of times we will, because we're waiting, right? Because we're waiting for this myth, mythical opportunity, because we're waiting for this chance that may come, because we're waiting for this perfect time that we have associated in our minds are going to be what benefits us because we're sitting there waiting. We are actually, we're not waiting for our opportunity. We are, we are creating our own distractions from opportunities that we can create for ourselves. And so that is the, 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 the biggest thing with us. Like we, we will scream all day and by we, I mean, people, all day about if we just had that chance, if we just had this opportunity, if we just had that big break, if we just had, if we just had, if we just did, if, if whatever else, but we don't create our own opportunities and we turn, we, we turn the hope of the perfect chance of the perfect moment. And we make that a distraction that becomes a distraction, something that's taking you away from your goal, distractions versus opportunities. You got to learn to realize the difference. And we create our own distractions by continually waiting and waiting and waiting. So when I say like very often, again, and me talking about this why wait mindset, we have to make what we what we can make. We have to do this thing for ourselves. We have to allow ourselves the opportunity to even fail sometimes. Like I get waiting because you're afraid that something may happen. You're afraid that something may not may not go right. But we rob ourselves of experiences. We rob ourselves of the chance to grow from things and to learn. Nobody is more resilient than black than black people. Nothing. No single culture is more resilient and has done more, done gone through more shit than what we have collectively as a unit. What we have collectively as a unit. Um, and so we have the ability to overcome so much more than we give ourselves credit for. So I ask you that, because if you look at what we've been able to do, what, what our ancestors, what our people, what your mother, what you have done, if you really take a chance and look at, at things that you have done and overcome, a lot of it has been because not, not because you waited, but because you went ahead in first. And I'm not saying be stupid about it. I'm not saying not be educated. I'm not saying not prepare. There's a difference between prepare and waiting. You can prepare, prepare still for forward progress. So there's no reason why we can't prepare and, and, and get rid of the fear of failing. We don't need to wait. We need to make things happen. We always talk about building generational growth, generational wealth. Guess what? We're not going to be able to do that if we're sitting around trying to play it safe. So I ask you to end this episode. Why are you waiting? Why are you waiting? And if you have not waited, please send in feedback. Let me know, share your story about how, not waiting ultimately benefited you in your story. So hopefully you can motivate some of the listeners of this podcast. That's been it. This has been another episode of the Awaken Soul Podcast. I love each and every one of you guys more than I can ever, ever display or explain. And I truly mean that. You guys have saved my life um, and everything. And so the next episode of the Awaken Soul is going to be titled Last Call. You'll see why there. Um, but that's it. That's all I got to say for you guys this week. Make sure you're following the podcast at Awaken So Pod. Make sure you're following me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Awaken So Pod at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast in the world, period point blank. If you got a problem with that, you can see me. But this is Hayes, and I'm signing off. Peace.